Thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Spin Room on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. I'm Monty. And I'm Milius. And today we have some awesome music news for you in our hot take on the new Gorillaz album, Humans, which came out today. Uh, but first, let's get into some music news. So, for some fans of Asthmatic Kitty, Michigan artist Sufjan Stevens released Carrie and Lowell live yesterday and also he has a mixtape planned of remixes for Carrie and Lowell, which I really don't know how you could do that considering the you know what that album is about and how stripped back that album is but um it came out yesterday have you had a chance to listen to it yet james i have um i you know i think that sufjan always does a great live performance i think a lot of that's captured here um you know i'm I'm not a huge fan of live albums in general but i think this one does a pretty good job um and i'm excited to see this mixtape that has like some outtakes and some remixes of these songs see what um what thoughts you had about those and um how that shows up in the the new versions of these songs yeah I'm actually a huge Sufjan Stevens fan. I have a sticker of his on my laptop. I've, I was into him when I was, I think, in middle school, my whole Coldplay phase. So it was quite strange. And then my dad told me he sounded like Puddle of Mud, and I stopped listening to him for quite a long time <laughs> until I rediscovered him, I think, three or four years ago. But he's great. Michigan's what, an amazing album. What about him did your dad say sounded like Puddle of Mud? Because I I'm just really, a, I think just the content of I, it, really. I really don't see the connection I don't. There. I don't see the content. <laughs> I don't That's see the like connection either. If I was listening to Slayer and my dad comes over and he's like, "This sounds like Britney Spears. Turn it off." Like, there's there's not a not a connection there. It doesn't seem like like. Anyways, my, that's, my dad that's has bad odd, taste in music. That's an odd. He likes sick puppies. Um, <laughs> um. So also on Asthmatic Kitty, a new song and new artist actually came up and it was signed. It was pretty big yesterday. There was a stream. Um. Angelo de Augustine. Augustine, I think. Augustine. I could be wrong. Uh, he came out with a new song called Truly Gone. We're going to play a sample of that really quick for you. was Truly Gone by Angelo de Augustin, a new artist on Asthmatic Kitty Records. Um, it's just an interesting song, I thought. Um, it sounds a lot like Sufjan Stevens in a lot of ways, but um, it'll be interesting to see uh, where this artist takes his career. Um, I'm excited. I really like this song. So um, yeah, uh, that should be cool. Looking forward to that in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, also, a new song from Phoenix this week from their new album, Ti Amo. Um, which is the the follow-up to 2013's Bankrupt, and the new song is called J-Boy. So we're going to play a a sample of that real quick for you. That was the new Phoenix song, J-Boy, from their upcoming album, Tiamo. I'm quite excited for this. I've been a big fan of Phoenix for quite some time. I didn't think Bankrupt was that great of an album, but I have really high hopes for this upcoming See, I, I was a big fan of Bankrupt, honestly, myself. Um, but that being said, um, I, I haven't really been disappointed by Phoenix yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that um, they. It, it's interesting that this song is a little bit 
the the vocals I noticed are a little bit of a different um, yeah style than some of the earlier ones. Like not necessarily a different content or different sound, but um, the the way in which they're sung seems um, I guess a different cadence, kind of. I don't know, but um, it's interesting. It's it's more. Uh, it's I don't even know what I'm trying to say here, but um, it's it's different. It's interesting, and you should uh, go listen to this whole song, yeah, um, and get excited for the new Phoenix album. And then when I was sitting at lunch yesterday with you, James, uh, there was something that came up on Pitchfork, and it was that Fall Out Boy announced a new album called Mania, and they released their first single off that album, Young Menace. Young and Menace. Young and Menace. Thank you. Yeah, we're uh, we're gonna play a sample of that oh here actually. So here's a uh, Young and Menace by Fall Out Boy. So I remember when I was 12 too, and I actually didn't like Fall Out Boy when I was 12, but I know plenty of people who do, um, and I don't think those people are necessarily going to like it. Yeah, you know, so I am someone who likes Fall Out Boy, or at least I used to be a huge Fall Out Boy fan. I don't listen to them as much anymore, um, and I will say that I've not been a huge fan of really any of the music they've put out since no. their hiatus. I thought Save Rock and Roll <laughs> was an interesting pop album, but it wasn't the same as what they'd been doing. But I was like, that's okay. It's a, it's something new. Um, it's interesting still. Yeah. But um, American Beauty, American Psycho, I thought was a terrible album. Oftentimes people like to talk about what are your music triggers? What, what really gets you, <laughs> what grinds your gears when you listen to something? For me, it is... The album American Psycho, right? American or Beauty, American, American Beauty, American Psycho. The one, I know it because it's the one with the kid with the American flag drawn on his face <laughs> in front of a building. Um, and they played that one song for the entire summer. And every time it came on the air, I just wanted to jump out of the car. It was not a good song. Um, I just don't like Fall Out Boy. I don't like Panic at the Disco either. I've never been a big fan of that whole scene. But even coming from someone who does like that type of music, yeah. I did not like Young and Menace. I think this song, the first two lines of the song are pretty good, and then it gets really bad really fast, and then the chorus ends, the first two lines of the next verse are pretty good, and then they start doing all this weird electronic drums and vocal effects that they don't need to do, and it gets really bad again. And, um, you know, I'm interested to see what this album yeah. sounds like, but I'm quickly losing interest in their career, like, <laughs> unless they do something that I really think is worth listening to. And I'm really surprised that this is the way that their career has gone, honestly, yeah. because they're all pretty talented musicians. Um, Patrick Stump's solo stuff um, with, uh, oh, I, his solo stuff that he did during the hiatus was pretty good, I thought. Uh, it was definitely different and more poppy, but it was a better direction. This is just so weird. They do these weird, like, pitch change vocal effects during the chorus that make it sound like the chipmunks meet that really bad modest mouse song from their new it album gets, it gets faster doesn't it like it, it, the it, tempo changes there's uh they sample a britney spears song for no reason it, is this their speeding bolt to heaven potentially I, maybe it is you know um so this this album um is is driving me oh, into boy. an angry mania if you will uh, wow yeah wow. um so wow. yeah look look for this on the horizon <laughs> um give it a listen maybe yeah. um, um i'll definitely have some hot opinions on this album when we come back from the break but yeah yeah and then lastly this is something that i've been laughing at 
consistently for the entire day. This was uh, the subreddit for this is hilarious if you go check it out. So the backstory here is Jay Rule, you know, the hip hop artist who hasn't been relevant for 10 years, decided that he was going to put on a quote unquote luxury Coachella, in essence, on a private island, quote unquote, with private airliners flying you over there. And there would be it'd be beautiful beaches, amazing music and luxury tents that you could stay in and the price of these tickets was a thousand to 12k and they slated blink 182 to be the headliner which really makes me question why someone would drop 12k to go fly out and see blink 182 see two-thirds of blink 182 yeah to see two-thirds of blink 182 launch is no longer in the band yeah (laughs) out on the bahamas and it turned out none of this was actually true when people got there the tents turned out to be disaster relief tents the food that was apparently going to be luxury food was literally two slices of bread and two slices of cheese uh they lost luggage some of the luggage got stolen the private airliners quote-unquote were actually chartered 737s uh with economy seating (laughs) and blink 182 pulled out of the concert people were stranded the bahamas actually had to issue a statement about it it was so disorganized everybody was going crazy and if you ever wonder what an ANCAP society looked like, it was this <laughs> festival as it descended into chaos over the night and people had nothing to eat and were basically, they had no idea where to go or what to do. They were out 12K. Um, See, this, um, this, this festival sounds a lot like a train wreck, much like Blink-182's late career. <laughs> um, so I think really... Um, there's no better way this festival could have gone considering the headlining act. Um, like, I mean, J rule, you know, past his prime. It's, it's J rule getting blank 182 to perform at a concert. That's quote unquote luxury at a beach. And the, it really makes you think as to why people would do this, but you know, I'm getting a good laugh out of it. I'm sure these people are going to get paid back. If they don't, then that's some lawsuits in the making. <laughs> but it's, it's, I just find it so funny that governments had to get involved due to how bad this you know festival went out. And all the bands are pulling out. It's being called a scam now. J-Roll posted something on Twitter saying that it's not a scam. Um, the guy who organized the event has yet to speak out. He's probably in seclusion for the rest of his life at this point because, you know, these kids probably have rich dads. <laughs> um, so I, it's just not a good time at this, you know, place. Yeah. I don't know. I, I wouldn't go to it. If, yeah. I, I don't think I would either. Um, you know, I don't like the Bahamas in general. It's just not my thing. It sounds a, like a, it sounds a like a bad once, time. Not fun. It sounds like a bad time. All right. So any t- anyways, it is time for the review of the new gorillas album. Humans humans was the release today. It's on every streaming device possible it was one of the most hyped albums of this year it's their first in seven years since the fall and the gorillas have been hyping this album for the last seven years essentially where yeah. they, they they'll be quiet and then damon Albert sort of like the something, avalanches something yeah sort, sort of like, like the that. avalanches um but the result is not like wildflower which is the album the avalanches released after a grand total of how many years james i think oh it was 14 it was or 15. over a decade at least it was yeah. a long time um this album, for me, should have been something more than what it was, I guess, on a first listen through. You have a huge lineup of features, and I think this album relies on the features almost. You have Pusha T, Danny Brown, De La Soul, Noel Gallagher actually scenes with Damon on the last song, which is the best song, by the way, of the album, not because of my 
Love for No Gallagher because it is a strong song. Um, and Vince Staples is also featured on here and a whole host of other people. Almost every song is a feature. And the result of this album is it feels bloated even though it's not. feels longer even though it's not that long. It's about 40 minute, It's about 49 minutes long. And it really just didn't live up to the hype. Not that I was that hyped to begin with with this album. I've never been a huge, you know, fan of gorillas. I never got into gorillas in my middle school years or my early high school years, like a lot of people did. I do think gorillas have some tremendous early songs, but I just don't think this album lives up to that that much. Yeah, you know, I think that um listening to especially like the singles and stuff and going into this album, I, I kinda knew before it came out that it wasn't going to be as great as some of the stuff the gorillas did earlier in their career. And I, I think that a lot of that might just be the fact that the gorillas are kind of a product of their time, it seems like, you know. Oh, for sure. It's an animated hip hop group from the early two thousands. Like, okay, that sounds about when that would come out. If somebody, you know, some if the lead singer for, you know, pick an alt rock band, if the lead singer for Walk the Moon came out today and said, I'm gonna start an animated um, hip hop group and it's gonna be called the the Apes or something like that. <laughs> No one would expect that to happen in 2017. No, it's just, I think it's a product of the time, definitely. And it's, that's really, like, there's only so far you can go with a Western Hatsune Miku who sings hip-hop music, which oh, is boy. essentially what the Gorillas are, you know, virtual band. You know, I, I really liked some of their old stuff, like uh, Feel Good Inc.'s a great song. Oh, um, for sure. Uh, they, have a lot of, they have a lot of great songs early in their career. But this, this album was one... I think overhyped was a big problem with it. Um, it's really you hard to... You had Spotify advertising this album. You had everybody and their mother advertising this album. And, you know, like you've been saying, they were pushing this album for seven years after they released The Fall. Like, they've released a snippet there, a snippet here. Um, I believe two years ago, people were expecting a Gorillaz album to come out. In 2015, it was... The speculation was ripe. Um, but all I have to say... A better similar album to this that was released this year is Drunk by Thundercat. I'm not sure if you've listened to that album, I, James. I have not heard that album. But. It got Best New Music by Pitchfork, but I think it lives up to the hype a little bit. There wasn't much hype behind it, but it has the similar a similar amount of features with Flying Lotus instead, who is actually related to, I think, Miles Davis in some way, shape, or form. Um, and a lot of other features, and it works really, really well. It was a great album. Um, this does tries to do the same thing. Ultimately, it has a ton of features. The features take up most of the space on the album. It feels just like a collection of songs rather than an actual effort put forth by a band. It's a product of its time. There's some really cringy lyrics in it. The Nonconformist Oath is a pretty cringy, you know, interlude or skit. And I don't get why there's skits on this album, considering it's not even that hip hoppy. It's more of like you know a flowy art pop. And that being said, like there haven't been skits on hip hop albums in quite a while. Which again, and I wouldn't no. say I wouldn't call it a skit skit, but it's more like they're trying to put a message into the album, but the album doesn't have a message in itself. You know, I think that. Um you know, I hate to say this almost, but it, it seems kind of like Damon Alburn has kind of lost his touch. In a, no, in he has. Years. Like, just even outside of the scope of Gorillaz, like when, when Blur came back a few years ago with The Magic Whip. Two years ago. And that album got really hyped up, too. And it came out, and it was... I've never been a fan of Blur. It was mediocre. I and mean, 
I mean, I liked some of Blur's older stuff. I liked, I liked the um, Britpop stuff. I thought Park Life was decent. I liked Park Life. I liked 13. Um, but, you know, The Magic Whip comes out. It's this mediocre album. And I think that maybe Damon Alburn is just trying to recapture some of what got him to where he was in, like in the circles that he was running in, the fame that he had. Well, I mean, what Damon Alburn was popular with in the 90s was he was seen as sort of the, you know, anti-Oasis. He was the hip Londoner who, you know, was cultured. And Oasis were the people from Manchester who, you know, were rugged and poor. And I think he's trying to continue this. And I think Gorillaz was a pure example of that. You wouldn't expect Oasis to do that ever. Um, but I feel like he's going through the motions at this stage in his life. I feel like he realized there was a lot of money to be made in a new Gorillaz album. I don't think he honestly wanted to release a new Gorillaz album. Um, but I think he realized the time was ripe for one. I think he realized that there was a massive group and a massive amount of support behind a new Gorillaz album. And I think it's been operating as a side project for quite some time while he focuses on other stuff. I also want to say... I do not like the change in art of the Gorillaz band. No, that's they, disgusting. They oh, changed man. from this really cool, like, cel-shaded, kind of, like, Eastern-influenced, yeah. um, like, 2D art. The and now they Gorillaz. have this this 3D rendered. It's um, disgusting. It looks really... It's like what they did with Thomas the Tank Engine on the new <laughs> Thomas the Tank Engine. They made him, like, 3D models, and that was trash instead of the models. And, like, this is something it, that I didn't really think about. But... The thing that's bothered me the most about this album on like a physical level, physical level, it's really hurting me, is how they, you know, portray the characters and the gorillas as some 3D rendered things that look like they came out of a sewer somewhere. Yeah, they just look flat and like not imaginative. And I think that maybe that was an attempt to modernize the concept of gorillas by making it 3D instead of 2D. Like, you know, Disney's not making 2D movies anymore. No. Uh, Why are the gorillas going to still be a 2D band? But it... I think it's ugly. Uh, it's kind of a superficial complaint, I, I guess. I know it's a superficial complaint, but it is <laughs> ugly, and the music videos make me cringe. Now, all of this being said, I will say I don't think this is necessarily a bad album. No, it's it's definitely far from bad. There was not, I mean, there was a few points in the album where I'm like, this is bad, but there was nothing to make me say I want to turn off this album and never play it again. I think that the this album really just uh, captures mediocrity. Yeah. And I, I think that, you know, if you're a fan of the Gorillas and you're a, like a big fan of the Gorillas, you're going to appreciate this album coming out because it is still the Gorillas and it's still, you know, some of the similar stuff that they were doing before. Mm. It's just not as inspired, not as original. And for anybody that's not into the Gorillas, they're probably not going to enjoy this album as much. Yeah. I, I, I don't think it's bad, um, but, you know, it's it's definitely nothing groundbreaking. And I think there are some good moments on this album. We're going to play a track for you in a second. I think We Got the Power is a tremendous song. I think it's a 9 out of 10 song, and I love it. And we're going to play a sample of that song for you right now. That was We Got the Power by the Gorillas on their new album, Humans, which we're reviewing right now on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. All in all, like you were saying earlier, I think this album is just generally mediocre. Yeah, I would agree. You know, if I was going to rate it, probably 6 out of 10. I would say maybe 5.5. 
Um, I gave it. I mean, I gave it a six, a low six. Um, I know it's been getting around the same score by music reviewers. I think Pitchfork gave it a six point nine, which I actually think is a bit high. Um, and I think a lot of people, you know, are just giving it 80s because nostalgia purposes, you know, sort of like how Bill Nye is coming back into the scene after so long. But um, I, I'm disappointed. I expected to be disappointed. There are some good songs on it. I think that I think this album, give it a listen. I think it came out and it's really what a lot of people were expecting. Like oh. nobody was expecting this to be fantastic or groundbreaking. I haven't met one person who said... The new Gorillaz album is going to be the album of the year. Yeah, and you know it's Nobody's it is what it that. is. It's not a bad album. If you're a fan of the Gorillaz, definitely check this out. Oh, for um, sure. If you're not a fan of the Gorillaz, maybe give this one a pass. It, it's worth checking out. It's 49 minutes long. It may feel long, um, but it will only take a little bit of your time. Just give it a, li- a listen at least once and see if we're wrong. Um, I think that'll do it for today. Yeah, I want to. I want to thank all of you guys for making this a great semester for us. I think doing we have one show. more episode do next we? week. Uh, oh no, we don't. That's we actually don't. Yeah, finals week. The, so this is the last episode. Last episode we'll record this semester, but we'll be back next semester with more music news and mm-hmm. more music reviews. Um, and I hope you guys have enjoyed listening to us banter on about music. And oh, for sure. Yeah, so keep on the watch for some good albums. I know that uh, you know we talked about Slow Dive. They're coming out with one right after I leave school here. Um, very excited for that. Just keep on the lookout for good albums. I'm gonna be doing a podcast this summer. Um, you can find more out about that through me on Facebook or my Rachel Music, which is Monty Ray. Uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in, guys. This is the Spin Room on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. Thanks, guys. See you next semester.